Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, February 4th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside married to the games is Gabe Patillo. Hello, Gabe. What it do, Greg Miller? How are you? Good, sir. Thank you for coming back to Kind of Funny Content. It's been too long. Oh, man. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. So now we got to get it. We got to we get, you know, the elephant out of the room, Gabe. All right. Does this McDonald's jacket look dope as hell? Because I woke Whoa. up, found a package on my doorstep from McDonald's, put it on. Jen said, that looks great. I wore it to the kind of funny meeting. Tim yeah. mocks me. Kevin mocks me. Nick's mock- oh, This is a hell oh, of a Letterman's jacket, ladies and gentlemen. Come listen. on now. I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for McDonald's. And so well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm you wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for McDonald's? No, uh, McDonald's kept me alive in my youth. This man's trying to get a Letterman's jacket too, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm not about to discourage anything McDonald's, Doc. Shoot. Thank you. Thank you. I, that means a lot pride. to me. That means a lot to me. Uh, Gabe, right. in case people don't know, who are you and what do you do? Oh, man. My name is Gabe Patillo. I host a video game podcast called Married to the Games. Come out every Friday. We are about to celebrate our 500th episode. Uh, we turn uh, 10 this year. We've been wow. doing it for a minute, man, just because we love it. Uh, but besides that, I'm on the road. I do music with a guy named Toby Mac. I do uh, voiceover acting, which is extremely life-giving to me right now, and I love doing that. And so, uh, yeah, man, we wear a lot of hats around here. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Got three kids, three knuckleheads in the house right now. Hoping they're not burning the place down. So. I know, right? Well, you got to use that, I'm sure, during COVID. It's like, all right, whatever you guys <laughs> oh, are doing, you're doing. I got to let it go. Bro, I was, I was constantly looking for a cape for my wife. I'm like, she was the teacher. <laughs> she was the mom. You know what I'm saying? So I was, she was doing the whole thing. All right, Gabe. Uh, see, I like to give people context if they don't know. So start me right here. Favorite video game of all time? Final Fantasy VII. Wow, look at that. No hesitation. I love it. I love it when oh, uh, people get on there, they hem and they haw. They don't have an answer. You're right there. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Yeah, I started putting my flag in the sand a long time ago. I'm getting too old to be like, ah, man, which genre? I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different. I'm like, nah, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, it came across the perfect time of life for me. I was in high school. I think I was a freshman in high school. And uh, it just grabbed hold of me. It was the first time I played a game like that with such a deep story. And I, I fell in love with it. And what did you think of Remake? I loved it personally because I was like, okay, they can't just put out what was out and sure. make it look pretty. I felt like for this new generation, they had to do, you know, they had to spice it up, and I thought they did great. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the uh, intergrade or intermission or whatever the the other one was called with uh, Yuffie Yuffie story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. It was great being back in that world. So it was my game of the year that year. And so yeah, I'm rocking with it. I'm here for it. Happy birthday, too. 25 years, right? Look at that. Look at that. This guy's got it all down. He's a real Final Fantasy fan. Don't worry about that. (laughs) And then, what is your most anticipated game for this year? That's Stop. hard, man. It's That's a big so year. Tough. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm still trying to get past this month. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. I mean, uh, for me personally, I'm really looking forward to seafood for whatever strange reason that thing is. I mean, it looks attention. awesome, right? That's I, the reason, yeah, right? It looks amazing. And so I can't wait for that. You know, all this little God of War, you know, kind of rumblings and rumors about when that's. So, I mean, uh, seafood, though, I'm going to just say seafood for right now. It's coming out ne- this week or next week. And yeah, next week. And so uh, I'm excited about that one. I'm going to go with that one for now. Excellent choice. An excellent choice. But the question remains, will you get GTA 6 this year? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the fact that GTA 6 is real. New stuff's coming to GTA Online. Pokemon Legends Arceus is a hit. And then we have a PSVR 2 website. We'll get into all of that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can write in with your questions, your comments, be a Patreon producer, get the show ad-free, get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. If that wasn't enough, you can get benefits like watching us record the X-Cast live today, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you have no bucks to toss our no big 
if you have no bucks tossed, it's no big deal. You, of course, can get the show. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday for free of course you have to listen to the ad of course you don't get the post show but you still have a good time if that wasn't good enough for you of course you can support kind of funny by using our epic creator code kind of funny whenever you make a purchase on the epic game store and if you aren't on the epic game store ever maybe use it in fortnite rocket league or wherever you're playing other epic games for now though let me give you some housekeeping it is friday like i said of course we're streaming all day here we got stuff going on after this of course if that was enough the x cast is going there but our good friend the one the only Jeffy Grub Grub, Jeff Grub from GamesBeat is going to be streaming Pokemon on twitch.tv slash Jeff Grub at 2 p.m. Pacific to raise money for his cousin whose daughter has cancer. Uh, he's asking all best friends to come on by, even if you can't donate, even if you can't hang out, just to say hey and show some support. So 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grub. Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Gordon McGuire, uh, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Pranksky, Manny the Bigel Boy Sanchez, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. Six items on the A baker's dozen! Gabe Patilla, you are here on the day we've been waiting for. This is crazy. Rockstar has broken their silence and actually talked kind of, sort of, maybe a little bit about <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, we, we start our day over on Rockstar's uh, news site where they will talk about GTA Online first and a little bit more. So here we go. As we enter our third console genera- generation and with much more to come in 2022 and beyond, here's a look at just some of what's on the way. He's talking about GTA Online to start, or they are talking about GTA Online to start, right? This whole thing's centered around GTA Online. Sorry, I deleted that from the front, so that's why he's talking about the third console generation i digress back to it with the gta 5 community stronger than ever grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto online will come to playstation 5 and xbox series x slash s platforms this coming march 15th that is a brand new release date ladies and gentlemen bringing the blockbuster open world experience to players on the latest hardware we sincerely appreciate the entire community's support over the years as the game now heads into an unprecedented third console generation Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash X features new graphics modes with up to 4K resolution, up to 60 frames per second, texture and draw distance upgrades, HDR options and ray tracing, as well as offering the technical advancements of the latest console generation with faster loading times, immersive 3D audio, platform specific features like advanced haptic feedback and much more. PS4 and Xbox One players eager to continue their journey on the newest generation of hardware will be able to transfer both their GTA 5 story mode progress and their current GTA Online characters and progression to PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S with a one-time migration at launch. Plus, a new standalone version of Grand Theft Auto Online for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S will debut at launch, available for free for the first three months to PlayStation 5 players, making it easier than ever before for new players to experience everything Grand Theft Auto Online has to offer. Gabe, I'll stop right there. GTA Online, did it ever click for you? (laughs) It didn't for me, but I'll tell you this. Every time I saw something online, I was like, what is that? <laughs> it was always GTA Online. <laughs> right. I was like, wait, how did I miss this game? Oh, it's GTA Online. I've got a weird relationship with Grand Theft Auto because when 5 came out, my little, my my oldest child was really small. And we had, I played video games in the bonus room and I felt like I could never get in some GTA sure. because I was constantly looking over my shoulder because something crazy was going on. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's not the game you want your kid to walk in on for, for their first game. <laughs> no, it's not. And it was one of those things where I love GTA is always the game I point to, right? When people are like, really? A gamer? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, man, look, this game made a billion dollars in one weekend. I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And so I love that this is coming, obviously, with all the upgrades and everything, and everything's carrying over, obviously. Could you imagine how heartbroken people would be if it didn't? Yeah, Um, years and years of progress. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so I I think this is sick. I'm super excited to see what people continue to do, continue to make in online, and uh, that just blows us away, you know? Where do you think you'll fall with this? Does this get you excited to even try it? You know what I mean? It kind of is a fresh start here. You got to try it. Yeah, I feel like you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like I might as well, I might as well dive in now. I'm be way behind everybody else. But you know, with the news that's coming up, I mean, it's it's hard not to want to get in there and and at least dabble. Kevin, big dog Kevin Coelho, can you hear me? Do you read me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? Infamously, you and I 
saw people <laughs> playing GTA online and we said, we should try this. We should commit to this. And uh-huh. for, I'd say a week, we struggled and tried. Sure. And the load times, the cumbersome phone system. We even had people walking us through how to play it and what to do and where to go. We didn't and have fun and we stopped issues. you. Yeah. I remember like we had uh, Peanut helping us and yep. it was still like, oh, this is weird. This doesn't usually happen to me. And it's like, mm. This always happens to us every time, (laughs) you know? So the question Uh, becomes, Kevin, are we jumping back into GTA Online on March 15th? Yeah, 100%. I'm excited, Kevin. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just like, I'll I'll come back for a beating, you know? Here's the thing. Listen to this next paragraph, Kevin. Uh Uh-huh. I'm excited. GTA Online for PS5 and Xbox Series X also includes a range of improvements, including the ability to skip GTA 5 story mode prologue before entering online and Ah. an all-new GTA Online tutorial. New GTA Online players will now be able, I'm sorry, will now enter the career builder with instant access to their choice of one of four illicit businesses, biker, executive, nightclub owner, or gun runner, and a sizable GTA Bucks windfall to help select a property, high-end vehicle, and the firepower required to kickstart their enterprise. Returning players will also have the option to restart their character and take advantage of all the career builder at any time. Kevin, this sounds exactly like what we need. I need a hand-holding, and I need a clear tutorial. That's the problem with GTA Online. It launched, you know, it was broken. I tried to play it at launch, I remember, on my PS3. Launch broken game. They then yeah. kept building cool things on top of it, but I, I don't know how to use any. I don't understand Amen. the basics of it. Amen. A tutorial is more than welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, Kevin, this sounds like what we need. This sounds like what we want. I'm in. Sounds good. Okay, good. I like. I think I might be a nightclub owner, but I'll I'll see. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. That seems like something I could get in. You know what, you I mean? know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the PS5 and Xbox Series X slash versions of GTA Online will also include the new House uh, Special Works Auto Shop located within the LS Car Meet, which will allow players to upgrade five select. I'm sorry, upgrade select vehicles, parentheses five new vehicles and five existing vehicles at launch for elite driving performance that takes full advantage of the upgraded power of the new console hardware. I don't understand what that means, Gabe, but I know I that they had a DeLorean that, that flew in GTA Online, and I need to get that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to get that when that gets there, all right? Dude, so that's DeLorean's GTA Online in a nutshell. What's happening? Obviously, March 15th, a big deal. Obviously, GTA Online continues to make money hand over fist. And Gabe, I would be lying if when I got excited reading this, I didn't kick myself of, oh, right. And if I had been in, if I had been going into GTA Online for like the past, what, eight months or whatever, I could have been getting a million dollars a day or a month <laughs> right. through PS Plus. I'm like, fuck, I really should have done that. <laughs> missed out on that one yet. <laughs> I really should have done that. But it's too late now. And it doesn't matter because that's GTA Online. That's great, whatever. Let's talk about what's next because in the same blog post, they write, what's next? With the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in Grand Theft o- the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is to always... Our goal is always to significantly move beyond beyond what we have previously delivered. And we are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newswire for official details. On behalf of our entire team, we thank you for all your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. Gabe, it's a sentence that launched a million tweets. We are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry of the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. What do you think? I think it's going to be one of those weird times that we're going to have a GTA 5 and GTA 6 in the top 10 selling games. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? GTA 5 still pops in the top 10. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you're like, I, I mean, I just can't even imagine with the longevity that we've had with GTA 5, what in the world you even do with GTA 6. If it's even called GTA 6, if it's not called GTA colon something, 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 you know what I mean? That's I, the, it's just so exciting. And that's where it gets into this. I don't, and I'm not a smart man, obviously, but where you get of how do you handle this, right? Where GTA online is beloved by millions and has mm-hmm. made rockstar money hand over fist over and over again. I don't see how they would ever kill that golden cow. You know what I mean? Kill that golden. Yeah, goose. absolutely. And so, are they eventually going to do like whatever they're doing with the PS5 uh, Series X version here of GTA Online? Is that going to be such a dramatic difference and run so much better that that is what's going forward and they are just going to use that as a base? Because you would have thought, at least in traditional video game uh, publishing, right, that GTA 5 came with GTA Online. So GTA 6 would come with GTA Online 2 or whatever it's going to be. 
But okay. I'm and I'm totally uh, a novice at GTA Online. I have no idea what it looks like right now. We barely know what Same it's going to look like in, in March. So I'm not sure if that client will be to such a degree that that is what's going to support the next 10 years of GTA Online or not. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is that I never – so you know how we've kind of seen Warzone in the Call of Duty franchise kind of live a life while they release other Call of Duties? For sure. And so I wonder if that's something that they'll be able to do. Obviously, everything's got to step up and, and kind of be brought to, uh, to modern tech, but I don't know how you get rid of GTA Online. You can't just say this is a new one now, right? I mean, we- yeah, I think you have such an installed player base, you can't go. It's GTA Online 2. Not to mention that that doesn't make sense when you look at a, a game like World of Warcraft, right? When you I was look at say, people don't care about that, right? Yeah, DC Universe like- Online, the way they do episodes yeah. and stuff like that. Yes. I don't know when you're, you, Rockstar looks at that and is like, we're going to transition over. So I'm really fascinated to see if GTA Online, PS5, Series X, is such a step forward is such a, a a new beast that you're like okay i can see sinking all this time in there because there's gonna be a wealth of content that i haven't played and then millions of others haven't played so it does make right. sense that you launch gta 6 and i've seen so many people going maybe this year like how far into development are they they're finally confirming mm-hmm. it which rockstar doesn't usually do but then they're not confirming the new the usual rockstar way of like here's a flashy trailer so it's right. like yeah. where are we in terms of getting it and when you get it do you just get yeah inside a voucher code for gta online and a bunch of bucks and that's where they start you I mean, that, that's what I would think they would have to do. You can't be like, here's a new thing with a whole brand new, I, I don't know, man. It, like you said, when you bring up uh, World of Warcraft, that's the exact same thing I was thinking. It was like, the people that love that, I mean, sure, do they want it to look better? But like, you would have to tear down the whole thing and rebuild the whole thing. And I just don't know if, if it would make any sense when it's like a truck of money dumping up, you know. And again, it's the money. same thing, right? They're just going to keep growing like they if they right. can get me and kevin to stay and probably not <laughs> yeah. but even if they can get three percent of the new people who will try this that you know it's free on yeah. playstation think about the amount of people who are going to jump into this that haven't played it or played it a long Absolutely. time ago and dropped out like you're going to see a whole bunch age now yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. there's some people that you know ki- kids that weren't allowed to play that back then that are going to be able to play at this console generation and so you have that install base as well so then to pivot back to the next entry in the grand theft auto series what do you envision that being? <laughs> so the last one's a bunch of storylines, right? Yeah. This one's, I mean, it's, it's got to be bigger, 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 better, right? You can't go backwards. We know that. And so it's, uh, <laughs> the sky's the limit really with GT. I mean, they have so much money and, they've, and they're so smart sure. in the way they've done things that, shoot, man, I don't know if it ends up being more of a fully online thing than it is like a standalone story. Sure. Uh, it's, it's almost impossible to call. I have no idea. I mean, I love stories. And that, I'm a story guy. And, so and see, I that's my that thing, right? And that's why, like, don't get me wrong, a blessing out of EOA Jr., Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the OK Beast, yeah. right? He right. adores GTA Online and still checks in and still plays here and there and stuff. And I would never want to take that away from anybody. But the success of GTA Online always was a bummer to me because <laughs> I love single-player <laughs> GTA. Okay, exactly. like, GTA 5, yeah, I played like right. every other GTA ever played, where I played it, enjoyed it, put it down, and walked away. Whereas yeah, other people have on. stuck with it for online for so long that you get here, and it's like, I wonder what 6 would be. And like you said, the sky's the limit, right? Where it, I, I, my knee-jerk reaction, this removed from 5, is I think they would go back to a single a single protagonist. I think they would tell oh, that really? kind of story. Yeah, but you bring up that like online multiplayer, like I also could easily see that. But then it's also, how do you differentiate that from gta online right because obviously with the stuff they just did with dr dre and franklin like they're trying to show that we can still tell single player stories inside of this we can still tell what you know from gta so i don't know how and why you go and tell i feel like you have to have an identity to online you have to have an identity what comes next to gta and i would think if online's identity is you can play this with your friends and fuck around then Mm -hmm. gta 6's identity has to be that it is a single player story right and i mean we've seen i mean call of duty tried it right they were like no campaign and I feel like people were like, oh, I mean, I wasn't going to play the campaign anyway, but I like that right. it was there. Right. And so it's like, we're not, I don't think we're going to see them take that kind of step back because we saw Call of Duty put campaigns right back in their games. And so I think that with GTA 6, half of it is living through that lens as GTA has grown over the years, right? It's being that bad guy and getting yeah. to go do all those things. And yes, GTA Online gives you that too. But I think there's, there's something about the story that gets told and it's a really good story usually that I, I just don't see them not having it. They've got to have it. That's what I'd want to play. Because I'm, hey, I'm with you online. I'd be walking around like, hello, and then get killed by somebody. And then you're and like, that's okay. the thing where I think maybe uh, knowing Rockstar and, again, how they want to support GTA Online and keep that money going, I would be interested if 
there wasn't a multiplayer component to it where when you play GTA six, you're playing as the character, this protagonist, whatever, but maybe you have like goons for hire or whatever you want it to be or whatever your criminal empire is, maybe just friends that you don't even need to explain, but you get to invite friends into the game that are their GTA online characters. So they come in, they get an added bonus to run through and play that and help in your world. But then they go off, you know, they help you with the mission. Then it's still you going through and getting the story of what it would be. But even saying Mm -hmm. that, I would be like, well, if I'm a hardcore GTA online player, why wouldn't I want to be the goons to get the, (laughs) get the help with my main character, my main game. Like there's gotta be some trade off there. Yeah. And I don't think taking your character and casting them in a single player story would work as well. Like you're talking about, because we want a great story. But yeah, that said, yeah. like, you know, GTA 3 had a silent protagonist and it went pretty well for GTA 3. So exactly. <laughs> things yeah. have changed, but maybe that would be the way to do it. I'm fascinated. I can't wait to see, you know, uh, even if you don't care about GTA, there's no game release quite like a GTA. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I mean, as, as not a GTA guy, because of how when this one came along, I played the other ones. But because of when this one came along in my life, it's still the game I point to. I'm like, yeah, but GTA. Yeah, but GTA, like mm-hmm, as you've watched mm-hmm. them do these incredible, make these incredible numbers, su- you know, support this game for this long. I mean, that's crazy. Like you're saying, playing on the PS3, now we're at the PS5. Yeah. That's nuts. That's how long this thing stuck around, right? And, and, and as if I needed to be reminded of how old I am, Charles Jacobson says, GTA 3 was also 21 years ago. I'm aware, Charles. Oh, oh God. I remember playing this in my dorm room at Mizzou, all right? I'm aware of how old <laughs> GTA is and how old I am. And don't Absolutely. even get me started on GTA 2 and playing that while we're uh, doing our backyard wrestling. I don't want to hear about it. Of all course. Right? People are like, GTA used to be top down. I'm like, uh, let's, you know what? Never mind. Don't worry GTA, about it. GTA, man. There, I, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Like, there will never be another, like, video game world stopping moment for me as a kid as when i opened up i it must have been egm but maybe it was game pro and they had the first screenshots of gta and it was you know the guy running around and showing and i was like you just see his legs like (laughs) it's gonna be this open world sandbox i was like what like how can they pot and what like because we were playing gta uh london or whatever it was like how can they take that and put us on the street and let us have buildings to go in and cars to steal and do all this different stuff like the first time i snatched somebody out of a car and then took that car and kept driving. I was yeah. like, I've arrived. I'm doing my thing right yeah. now. I yeah. felt, oh, that was I awesome. remember for the release of Vice City, my friend was playing, uh, uh, his band was playing at a bar or whatever. And so my other friends were like, are you going to go or whatever? And I was like, I might, but this game Grand Theft Auto Vice City comes out that day. So if it's really good, I won't come. And our, the only other friend who was like in the know was like, he's not coming is what he said. <laughs> like, there's no way that game's bad. He's not leaving the house. Don't you worry skip about stuff. There's some games you skip stuff for. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of yes. course. And that was definitely one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Another game people seem to be skipping stuff for, Greg Way, Pokemon Legends. Let's talk about the numbers for Pokemon Legends RCS in America. They are as big as you'd expect, especially after talking about Japan yesterday, but we'll get to that. Uh, Nintendo of America tweeted t- uh, today, maybe last night, actually. Uh, Thank you to the more than 6.5 million explorers worldwide who have already embarked on an exciting new adventure in Pokemon Legends Arceus. We hope you're loading up uh, on more potato mochi before you head out into the uh-huh. research mission. It's a joke. I, I'm playing it, so I get that reference. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, look at you. Sorry. No big deal. Are you, playing game? Are, are you playing the Pokemon? No, no I'm playing Pokemon. Do you ever play the Pokemon? <laughs> Uh, I used to want to play the Pokemon. I want my kids to play Pokemon, really. The last sure. Pokemon game I sunk a lot of time into was actually uh, Pokemon Quest. My kids loved watching me play Pokemon Quest. Do you remember that one? It was like everything was really huge pixels. They were, no. You're square and you're running around and you're collecting Pokemon. And that actually really taught me a lot about Pokemon because I wasn't in that world before that. Um, but my kids loved. And they were always telling me which Pokemon to bring with me to fight and everything That's like awesome. that. And then awesome. they've dressed up as Pokemon trainers for Halloween and stuff like that. So I oh want God. them to play, but only one of them can read. And so until they're fully voice acted, yeah, 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 yeah. my younger ones won't be able to play it. He's, he's got like the sacred texts, you know, <laughs> he's going to read it to the rest of the kids. Just do it in the living room. Yes, that's right. Uh, I want it. So that's a huge number. Obviously, we talked oh, a little bit about Japan's ginormous. numbers yesterday. I want to bring in uh, Jeffrey Rousseau over at GamesIndustry.biz who writes the latest installment of the monster catching franchise reached a sales mile, reached the sales milestone, the 6.5 million mm-hmm. uh, within a week after launch. The sales units for Legends represents both digital and boxed copies. By comparison, 2019's Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 6 million copies during its release window, whereas 2021's Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl worldwide sales also reached the same amount 
week after launch. So again, six million is what they're talking about 2019, 2021. We're talking about 6.5 million for Pokemon yes. Legends Arceus. If that wasn't enough, we could go in here a little bit further. Earlier this week, Legends was reported to have moved 1.43 million boxed units in Japan, becoming the second best-selling Switch game released in Japan. Within the UK, the newest Pokemon title was the fourth biggest Pokemon re- retail launch of all time. This is the most. This is the ending one. And I think it's the most important. In addition, Pokemon Legends Arceus re- reaches its sales achievement, being right. a single version of the game. Right, being a single version. So we we're talking about 2019's Pokemon Sword and Shield, six million. 2021's Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, 2021. Remember, those are the two different versions of the game. Right. If you're a hardcore Pokemon person, you either buy both or you trade with your friends or whatever. We're talking about Arceus doing all, more than both those games. In its first Man. week, <laughs> with one version of the game, that's outrageous. I think too. One of the things that uh, I, it always comes to mind when you see these kind of numbers is not only is it one version of the game, yeah. it's also one console. This is not like other games that come out and boast these sales numbers. Sure. They're selling on PlayStation and they're selling on Xbox. You know what I'm saying? This is like just Nintendo, just this one game. Yeah, and I mean again. For the context you're giving, right, it's so great. Yeah, not cross-platform or multi-platform, not that. But even to compare it to a PlayStation thing, like look at like when PlayStation celebrated Ghost of Tsushima uh, recently in the past couple months for eight million. 8 million. And how long has that game been out? We're talking about that kind of thing. You're talking about six point <laughs> yes. five in a week, in yeah, a week, exactly. right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and of and course, if you were insane. yesterday, we were talking, you know, about uh, uh, NPD or not NPD, uh, Nintendo sales numbers, and then of course what that meant for best-selling Nintendo games. Uh, yesterday, we read from Matt Perslow, right, who put out that Pokemon Legends Arceus may be on track to be the second fastest-selling Switch game. Uh, that read, of course, uh, Arceus is the second fastest-selling Switch game in Japan and stands uh, a chance of achieving the same accolade globally. And then he goes through the same figures we just did for Japan. In comparison, the same figures in Japan is ahead of there. And then you look over here to like the top 10, right, where you can already see the heat being applied and where this is going to go. Oh. If you missed yesterday's uh, Games Daily before I had to leave, maybe you left after I left because, you know, why would you stick around when I'm not there? I understand. Uh, but the top 10 looks like this for uh, n- this is uh, Nintendo best selling Nintendo Switch games of all time, right? At the top, and I'm not going to go through every number for you, but at the top is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 43.35 million copies sure. sold, right? Right underneath that is Animal Crossing, then it's Smash Brothers, then it's uh, Breath of the Wild, then at number five, Sword and Shield. Then at number six, uh, Mario Odyssey. Number seven, Mario Party. Number eight, Let's Go Pikachu. Let's Go Eevee. And then at number nine, uh, Diamond Shining Pearl. And then at 10, Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure is on there at 13.53 million, meaning that its time is up, motherfucker. <laughs> like, it is not long for this world. 11, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's just so crazy because, you know, you hear people say, like, you know, because that top 10 you just listed, we know all those games. These are not the first time those games have come out. These, you know, like Mario Kart was the eighth or tenth one, really. How depending on how you're counting, and uh, <laughs> and and you're like, I, I don't mind them going back to the well personally. I know people are like, you need something new. You need something new. I know your uh, homie was saying the other day how Mario is undefeated. Like you know, Mario's just always going to be the biggest thing in gaming. And I think Nintendo, as special as I think they are, because I think they're a special group. I think they're doing it right, and they're killing it for themselves. I think at the end of the day, let's say every console went away and everything went to streaming, there's still going to be a Nintendo console. For sure. You know what I mean? That's what I think about Nintendo. And I, I, my hat is tipped to them. It's not the place I play the most, but it's the place I like playing the most, if that makes sense. Like to it be playing Rocket sense. League in the bed is the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I think it's funny that I remember the PS3 360 Wii generation, right? And mm-hmm. being there and having these conversations about like, well, is Nintendo going to be able to stay? Like, what are they going to do? Like, it doesn't have the visuals. It doesn't have the HD. It doesn't have online. It doesn't have, you know, Ethernet port. We started going that way. doesn't matter. And it was really not the first instance by any stretch of the imagination, but I would say the first mainstream in terms of main home consoles break where nintendo really was like no you haven't been listening you haven't paid attention to the ds you haven't paid attention to the other weird things we're doing like we're not that company we're not going to compete with playstation and xbox and so many of us thought at the time it was kind of a death sentence that you're going out there you'll have no third-party support whatever's going to happen and i mean as you look at the wii it became filled with shovelware then you got the wii u which was i just a terrible console in terms of that how they use a controller i know their games are great i'm not trying to make that comment but like it looked like, okay, this is actually going to pan out. And then to have the Switch be such a, an amazing read on a place where you're like, handheld gaming is dead. 
Look at the Vita. It sucks. It's, it's giving HD and all this, and nobody cares about it. It's done and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. for them to be like, we're going to bet double down on this and make the Switch VR hybrid home console and handheld. And mm-hmm. they made it work and they made it a huge success. And now you see that attach rate, right? Because again, the numbers we're going through with Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe at the top of the list, 43.35 million, right? That is riding off the back that Nintendo has, the Switch has officially passed 100 million sold, right? Lifetime right. sales are now at 103.54 million as of December 31st. Like, that's a pretty great attach rate right there. What <laughs> you I think, know, I'm, what I'm I think, playing I loosely, but 40, 40% of your audience is yeah. buying this game. <laughs> That's a lot. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I feel like I made the mistake of is comparing Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft. For sure. Oh, oh, they're not going to be able to keep up. And I was like, oh, it wasn't until like maybe the last four years when I was like, oh, they're not playing the same game. Yeah. That's what's going on. Maybe Sony and Microsoft were, even though they look like they're distancing from playing the same game either. But Nintendo's not been playing that game. And so, you know, as we're talking about the top 10, you, you look at top 10 consoles ever sold, like you're running about them, them uh, passing the Wii, which is crazy. Yeah. And they've got like five consoles in the top 10 or something crazy like that, you know, including <laughs> handheld. And you're like, they're killing it. You know, what, were we, what was I thinking? I can't say Wii, but what was I thinking, thinking that they were supposed to be competing with Sony and Microsoft when they're not playing the same game as them? And that's why it works. You know, it's what you talked about of like, you know, Mario's King, and but it's the place you enjoy playing. or it's, it's this idea that you know what you're getting from Nintendo. I think right. when you buy a PlayStation, when you buy an Xbox, there are uh, certain foregone conclusions you make of what you're going to be able to play on there. And it's why the Bethesda deal is a big shakeup. I can't play Starfield on my PlayStation. It's why, right. you know, as they uh, PlayStation snaps up Bungie, what does this mean for a Destiny? You start getting into these mm-hmm. things. Whereas Nintendo, like, they make, you know, what we call the WNDs here, weird Nintendo decisions, but yeah, yeah, that's, right. that, that's Nintendo. I mean, the fact that they've yeah. never, like, really fixed online, and I know it's gotten a little bit better, but it's not com- comparable to what you're doing on no, PlayStation or Xbox. Close. And we all thought that was, oh, you're, you're getting left in the behind. That's the, you yeah. know what I mean? You're acting like, this is not what modern gaming is. And they're like, well, we're not really that kind of modern gaming. And yeah, it's worked. And, <laughs> well, and I feel like, too, you know, when you buy a PlayStation or you buy an Xbox, you maybe have in the back of your mind two or three games that you know are coming to that console Mm -hmm. or that you hope are coming. With Nintendo, the way they've done it, you know that there's 10 games that are probably coming that you absolutely know. And I think it's it's like you're saying, at least you know what you're getting with Nintendo. Yes, they make decisions that I'm like, what in the world? Like, you know, the fact that, you know, Reggie made it and wasn't you know, didn't come out with a cigarette in his mouth every single time he had to come on stage and announce something. <laughs> you know, like y'all, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Listen, but uh, I mean, they're absolutely killing it. And I can't, I can't hate on on Nintendo, and I get that they do weird things, like you're saying. But woo wee, you can't it's argue that- with those numbers. Exactly. And it's that thing where I think they've done such a great job of setting what their expectations are. And obviously there are Nintendo fans who live, breathe, die by the Switch. They're on it every day. I am mm-hmm. not one of those, but I don't look at my Switch. I, you know, I bought the OLED uh, in October, right? Mm-hmm. Which was a terrible idea because I think it arrived like the day before my son was born. <laughs> like I buy this thing and it's like, I, I, when I, we got back during paternity leave, I turned it on to go get uh, 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 the, the coffee shop in Animal Crossing, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned it on and I was like, all right, fuck, I got to check in. And then tomorrow the coffee shop will be built. Turned it off and I never turned it back on and i didn't yeah. use it until pokemon and it's but it's that thing of it sits over there and i don't regret purchasing it i know no. i know like you're saying that like doesn't matter because breath of the wild is coming i i didn't expect uh, legends uh here arceus uh to be something i connected with and after an hour and a half of playing i'm like oh i can't wait to get back to this like yeah it's they make these games that i think I, for me personally i go through a lull of not using the switch and then i use it really hard for you know a month or two at a Absolutely. time and i'm fine Absolutely. with that cadence i know that cadence because that's what nintendo's always been for me and for some reason i shut down and don't play other games while i'm playing nintendo games. Oh, like i just noticed like i just beat uh, uh i was late to the party i just beat uh, metroid dread like oh, maybe sure. two weeks ago and uh i noticed that and i don't know if it's because and i know you could change it but i know maybe it's because of the confirm and decline oh, button sure, sure, being sure. switched but i noticed that like i just dove into metroid and that was all i played until it was over yeah. where you know i'll hop around and call of duty and far cry and you know, play a little you know guardians of the galaxy or something like that um but yeah nintendo just grabs my attention i've never regretted buying it not a day well i'm sure whenever they put out whatever the next version of the switch is we'll all buy it because that's oh, what will. we do around here right <laughs> that's right yeah Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the next version of something number three on the roper report let's talk about via psvr2 uh 
it's kind of a non-issue or non-story you'd think, but I think there's more to it. And so does uh, IGN associate tech editor Taylor Lyles. I digress. Uh, the PSVR 2 website is live, Kevin, if you can toss it up there and show it off. Uh, it is a slick, polished version of the website talking about what PlayStation VR 2 is. Uh, it still does not show what PlayStation VR 2 is. We do not no, know what know. the headset looks like. Of mm. course, at CES, we had uh, another announcement of PlayStation VR 2. All the details. Those details are laid out here, of course. 4K HDR display, uh, eye tracking, inside out tracking, the stuff we We've already talked about no. However, what Taylor from IGN, of course, who popped up on our PSVR 2 PS I Love You XOXO episode and was fantastic on it, points out is that they now are talking about what kind of eye tracking they're using. Uh, before mm. they had said, oh, we're going to have eye tracking, which we all understood to be, okay, cool. It's going to, you know, as you look around, it'll do it. Uh, they're using the foveated, foveated rendering. Yeah. I don't know what that means. They exactly. just drop it in here. And so Taylor gave me this explanation because she knows I'm a big idiot. Uh, foveated rendering is a technique that will improve the visuals on the VR headset, meaning it boosts the resolution on whatever it is you are looking at and focus in that direction. Again, they talked about eye tracking. I made the comment at the time, I think on the PS I Love You, about it reminds me a lot of Horizon, where when Horizon Zero Dawn had launched, they eventually did a behind the scenes where when you spin the camera, whatever's behind you is no longer there. They're focusing mm-hmm. all the rendering power on what you're looking at. So it's as, as high def as uh, Horizon was. Same mm-hmm. idea here. Now we know it's using the foveated rendering technique. Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> what else would you use for eye tracking game? Yeah, were you an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> as a member of mcdonald's university no um where are you with playstation vr2 is this something that's oh, on your hype list yeah oh yeah i'm super hype about it and i i, I started thinking about it because of course i want to see what it looks like but greg you care what it looks like oh no yeah me either like you know what i'm saying it's one of the things with with virtual reality is one of the few things that you don't see while you're playing it you know what i'm yeah. saying it's not like i've got my ps5 sitting over there or laying over there and oh i can see it and it blends in with my room or whatever the freak but like I don't care what it looks like. I want to see what it looks like because I'm curious. But, man, I am on the train. I love it. I, I've got a PSVR. I've got the Oculus. And the eye tracking thing, you know, it's funny. I thought of it as a totally different way. I'm glad that we got some clarification here. I always thought, like, oh, I wonder if that would help with motion sickness. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we always kind of just had our head to move around. I wonder if when your eyes are moving around in there, if that would help with that it- feeling. It very much might be because you figure it would be the same thing. If you're getting the most detail where you're looking, that should help the blurry edges, blurry, like whatever. And everybody mm-hmm. gets motion sick a bit different you know, in VR. But for right. certain people, for sure, I think it would help out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I actually like that there's still a cord. Um, one of yeah, the reasons because I know. <laughs> and this episode is over. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, no, but one of the reasons is because I really enjoy, again, I have a, a family of five. And so mm. I really enjoy everybody getting to experience what the person in the, what we always call it the VR hat, gets to, gets to experience. And uh, I noticed that with the Oculus, you know, when I'm casting, it's behind. My kids mm. love Beat Saber. And yeah. so when we're, hearing them play it and what we get from the tv is totally different and so i really like playing games with my daughter and uh you know being able to point things out and she'd be like over there over there uh and so that's the only reason i like that there's a cord is so that is probably a lag-free experience when it's going for me it's like to your point do i care what it looks like no i'm excited to see it when they show it whatever i'm more interested in form factor in how heavy it'll be all that stuff right because i think oculus quest uh, and oculus quest 2 are just so great they feel great they just feel great on your head right and not Mm -hmm. that psvr doesn't it felt great when it launched i think just as vr is advanced you've seen it get oh man now now what used to be cool and like ergonomic about the psvr2 is now clunky compared to these other units absolutely so what is this breakout box and all those cords and so like the you know the cord i feel is a bummer but i also Mm -hmm. don't think the text there to not have the cord because i for what playstation wants to do and again we know we talk about this i feel like every episode when we talk about playstation studios right playstation studios is known for triple a games that look great and so i don't think they're ready to sacrifice that ground by saying okay cool right. it's wireless which means it looks on a little bit better than playstation vr but it doesn't look amazing i think they especially when you go into the resolutions and stuff they're tossing out here the 4k mm-hmm. gaming they're trying to make this look as good and they won't be but mm-hmm. as good as they can compared to a playstation 5 game you're getting on your huge tv Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this will definitely be a pre-order for me, probably. And I, I just, I've, I've enjoyed virtual reality way more than I thought I would. Like, you know, what I'm saying, as a kid coming up, and everything was just a big cube. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. Your gun was a cube. The thing yeah, you shot yeah. was a cube. The thing you were shooting at was a cube. You know, and I mean, Big we cubes. just come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Freaking cubes. And so I think this is, I love that it's stepping in this direction. I love that they're making a second one, honestly. Uh, the question then becomes, Gabe, when will you be able to actually wear the PlayStation VR 2? When do you think it comes out? When does it come out? When do I get to wear it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's almost two different questions. Um, I'm sure you'll be right there to pre-order at 5 a.m. or whatever yeah, it is exactly. while every Amazon's burning down and everything's going crazy. Yeah. Every server is on fire. Yeah. Um, shoot, man. I mean, I hope that holiday this year we get to we get to start touching it. I don't know if it'll come out holiday this year, but you know, kind of how they did with PSVR with uh, Best Buy where you could go and try it out sure. You know, before it came out. I'm hoping that by the holiday because I – it's the best time to obviously be buying stuff for people. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping holiday we get to see our, get our hands on it. I mean, this Wait is there. a question that goes around and around, and we've done it so many times where I can obviously, yeah, you're talking about it now. You're, and I mean now being CES and then now putting up the mm -hmm. website. The website pushes it for, forward that even Taylor herself, again, from IGN, tweeted, uh, it, this, this is, the website is giving me PSV, uh, PlayStation 5 vibes again, where Sony mm -hmm. logo where Sony logo dropped the PS5 at CES 2020. Then in February, the website for PS5 launched, parentheses, with no real look at the PS5, just to give a brief timeline of it at all. I don't know. This is kind of giving me more hints that a late 2022 release is plausible. Yeah, and I think... I want to believe that, but I don't. Like, I just... With, <laughs> like, what you're talking about is, like, it's still pandemic central out here, so you can't go and put it into Best Buy and have people putting it on and taking it off and doing this thing because then you got to have mm -hmm. somebody there staffing and wiping and doing everything which i think they kind of did the first time around but it's way more Absolutely. like are you ready to shove your head into this thing after a stranger shoved their head into it and like don't get me wrong That's different it. parts of the country different <laughs> answers to that question exactly there's right. a lot of places exactly. where you're like i don't give a shit put it on cough exactly. in my mouth why not <laughs> yeah exactly can i borrow your mask yeah. and so yeah i definitely think that i hope that by summer we get to see it yeah but i i do think man by fall and Obviously, we don't know what Omarion is going to do with this COVID thing and all that. But, like, hopefully, sorry, that's what we call it in our house, Omicron or whatever. Well, I don't know what that's going <laughs> to I was like, happen. I nodded. I'm like, I don't know that variant. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, sure, we don't know what's going to happen by this fall. But I'm just hoping against hope that by fall we feel 70% normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little weird. But at least it's just my eyes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know cover my nose and mouth i can still have my mask on for sure for sure yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know it's gonna be fascinating because i think you know there's a world where sure they put it out this but it's and i go back to the fact that they still can't they've just lowered the forecast of how many ps5s they're gonna have out this yeah, is a ps5 true. exclusive piece of tech so does it i it, then i'm like well you know if you don't have that many PS5s out, do you really want to sell an accessory for the PS5? But then I guess for one that's going to be such a niche market, does that even matter? Because like everybody, not everybody, but assumedly the majority of people who have PS5s are hardcore PlayStation fans who would be like at the, the audience for a hardcore PlayStation device. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and I feel like over the last couple of years, we've seen this switch as we're seeing it this year to February, March being yeah. this ginormous time of things being released. So I could definitely see us uh you know seeing it this year. And if it came Getting out in March of next year, yeah. that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. We will wait and see, ladies and gentlemen. We will wait and see and keep mm -hmm. you posted here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember if you want to be part of the show, uh you can go patreon.com slash kind of funny games give us uh, your questions your comments your concerns be a Patreon producer get the show with the exclusive post show we do and of course get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, Greg Way, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. If you've been listening to any kind of funny podcast, you know that we absolutely love using DoorDash. It's so great. It's so simple to just be able to order whatever food we want and then have it delivered right to our house along with the restaurants you love. You can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. You can get some drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Uh, with over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. We always talk about Volcano Curry in San Francisco, of course. Uh, ordering is easy and your items will be left outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop off whether it is the local favorites or the nationwide chains like things like popeyes cheesecake factory all of that for a limited time y'all can get 25 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter code kinda funny that's 25 off up to a 10 dollars value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the doordash app in the app store and enter code kinda funny don't forget that's code kinda funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. 
number four on the Roper Report, I won't lie, I kind of put it in here in the, when I was assembling this show, and I was like, does this need to be here? I don't know, but we'll put it in. We'll have a quick right. conversation and move about it. All right? Naughty Dog's hiring for a ton of roles. Uh, there's a tweet here, Kevin, if you want to click on I didn't highlight it for you, sorry. Uh, but basically, Naughty Dog says, we're hiring. Check out Naughty Dog's open positions for February. NaughtyDog.com slash careers, hashtag game jobs. And then a bunch of stuff's put up there. Uh, I came to my feed when the one, the only Neil Druckmann, who many of you know from the last of us TV show, he is of course a director on that. A lot of people didn't know that Neil actually uh, made some games at Naughty Dog before then. Uh, He had (laughs) quote tweeted this and said, we're growing, come join us and work on. And then the silent emoji, then the zipper face emoji, and then, and the hand over the mouth emoji. So like, are they working on three games? <laughs> Do we uh, want to jump to that conclusion, Internet? Bro, I'll leave it to you. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, that seems like a lot of people. And, you know, we know that, you know, devs, you know, blow up in size sure. as they kind of come to the end of a game and they shrink back in size. And so, you know, looking at this and, man, I tell you what, anything that's got Naughty Dog's name on it is exciting. I mean, as a voiceover actor, like, that's like you know, one of the top of the mountains. You're like, man, if I could even be an additional voice in an audio game, that'd be sick. Um, And so seeing this and seeing all those people, and then you're like, okay, well, what do we know? Shoot, okay, what are they working on? And then to be like, we're working on Shush Zipper, you're like, hmm, I just want to know. Because Naughty Dog, when's the last time they put out something that wasn't quality? Exactly. It's not been recent. And so, yeah, you're thinking like, how many things are they working on at once to be hiring this many people? It's insane. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, hopefully they're doing three games. I don't have confirmation on that, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Druckmann rarely confirms that kind of stuff to me. But in the chat, we have someone from Naughty Dog, apparently. Uh, D. Pemberton Jr. just said, join us. We're making very cool stuff. At which point you go, all right, is this just some troll? Then you click through to his Twitter pro- his Twitch profile, which then takes us to his Twitter profile. And there it is, Derek Pemberton Jr., associate game designer at Naughty Dog. Uh, tweeting like his, his opinions are his own, it says on Twitter. So, Hopefully. based on the, your opinions being your own, Derek, you can now confirm in chat if it is three games you're working on because that's just your opinion. That's not yeah. anything else. Go ahead and do that. Exactly. Just, yeah. let us, just let us know. Just let us know what else is going oh, on. You know what? How's that? Here's what I want you to do I'm going to tell nobody. Put in a one if factions is coming out this year. Just put cool. in there. No, well, chat be cool, audience be cool. Yep. I've just made sure he never ever talk, talks in chat again. No, but if you're not if you're not an audio listener or something, so they have animation, art, audio, communications, editorial, uh, game design, HR, lighting and visual effects, production, programming, quality assurance, recruiting, technical art, UI, jobs, and then multiple bullet points of underneath all of those, with the exception of HR, which is just one. Uh, of course, what's interesting about that when you jump over to programming, right, is of course they have game team, but they and the game team is single player. Game team is also multiplayer. Uh, there's obviously we know they're working on something multiplayer over there. We've known about right. that for a while. Is that mm-hmm. factions two or whatever they're going to call Last of Us is whatever they end up doing that? Who knows? Maybe something different. You go to game design; it's the same thing there. Senior level entertain, uh, entertainment, <laughs> senior level environment designer, multiplayer, senior level environment designer, single player. So they go back and forth all over that stuff. So again, not much to read. Oh, Derek saying my lips are sealed. He didn't put a one or a two in there. And then he uses the Greg. <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's Naughty Dog's hiring for a lot. Most video game studios are hiring for a lot, but it's cool to see it out there. Maybe they're working on three games. Maybe they're working on just two. Maybe they're working on none. Maybe there's hiring people and they're saying, hey. But I know you say most are hiring, but most are not Naughty Dog. Great point. Great you know point, what I'm Gabe. saying? Goodness gracious. Oh. I'm excited. Whatever it is, I'm playing it. I don't care. That's the thing. It's, it's even, you know what I mean? We know about the the rumor of them taking back over the Last of Us remake. We know about factions. You know, mm-hmm. there's always things getting kicked around. And selfishly, I think I'd be most stoked for a new IP. Not Last oh. of Us, not Uncharted. What do you got? What do you got? Absolutely something new. I mean, they're amazing at telling stories. To have another amazing story by Naughty Dog out there would not hurt my feelings at all. Now, of course, being back in some worlds, you know, be nice and you know kind of like i was talking about with final fantasy earlier with sure. uh intergrade it was great being back in there man if you're gonna give me another you know 12 to 25 hour story ooh we i just can't you know it's like when quantic dream said they're doing something i'm like yeah star whatever wars. it is yeah star wars when i saw their name come up with the star wars i was like i almost did a lap around the house <laughs> so <laughs> it was unexpected what to say the least yeah yeah i was like oh snap and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Naughty Dog, do your thing, baby. I'm here for it. Do I got you $70 waiting. 
<laughs> Number five on the Roper Report. The Saudi government has invested in Capcom and Nexon. This is Matthew Martin and uh, Jeroid Rady over at Bloomberg. Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund deepened. Deep deepened its bet on video games uh, fresh from a face-saving deal that turned around its investment in Activision Blizzard Incorporated. The public hmm. investment fund disclosed stakes of more than 5% in two Japan-listed gaming firms, Capcom, the maker of Street Fighter and Resident Evil franchises, and online games provider Nexon. Its combined holdings in the two firms are now worth more than $1 billion. The PIF has, or I'm sorry, the PIF, as the $500 billion fund is known, has been building up stakes in video game makers and esports over the past two years. Its purchase of about 37.9 million shares in Activision Blizzard Incorporated, which it began acquiring in late 2020, was losing money until Microsoft agreed to buy out the studio behind the Call of Duty series. The PIF said the purpose of both holdings was, quote, pure investment, and the filings showed the latest purchases were made in the market from January 25th to January 31st. Uh, the Saudi fund also has stakes in Electronic Arts and Take-Two Interactive. Chaired by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam, so, I'm sorry, Salam, Salem, uh, the public investment fund has earmarked about $10 billion to buy global stocks based on the thematic strategy that focuses on areas including e-commerce and renewables. People familiar with the matter said last month. I stumbled through a lot of that. I put it in there because I was like, oh man, that's interesting. I did not realize, I missed the EA Take Two thing, let alone the yeah. Activision thing, let alone that this was happening. <laughs> let alone this happening. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You know, I mean, shoot, you know, Capcom's one of those names that's been floating out there when people are like, oh, who else is Sony going to buy? And so, you know, it was just, it's, it's crazy seeing uh, seeing their name in the story. And listen, I mean, they, like they, 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 you want, I wonder with that one, if they're like, they're, they see that and they're like, you know what, buy that. So we try to make out like we do with Activision. Buy those exactly. shares now, so when somebody buys them, we get the you know the right. Up. And I mean, I mean, I think gaming's a good bet. I, I'm, I, but I'm a gamer and I love video games. And so, but listen, you're not about to put money into music. You're not about to put money into into Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, because shoot, who even wants to go to the theater right now? And everything's going sure. streaming and all this stuff. And so, I think it's a good bet. And I love that. Uh, I love that we're seeing other people, even if it is just business, just purely investment. Hey man, invest away and they, they can make better games. And I think as a gamer, we're going to be the ones that went out in this. For sure. Yeah, obviously. It, it, yeah, fascinating moves over there. And I had totally missed this PIF. That I want to look more into that too, because that's just an interesting thing. I can't imagine it going well if America was like, all right, we're setting aside $500 billion and we're going to invest that at will. <laughs> like, all right, well, you're going to be stuck on the Senate floor forever and no one's going to let anything happen. But great. Cool. Exactly right. And it's just numbers that like aren't even like remotely relatable to me. Oh yeah, these five hundred billion dollars just sitting yeah, around. Of course, you know yeah, what whatever. Saying? We're just yeah, kicking was, that around. Just, just <laughs> yeah. kicking it around, trying to. Do As whatever. we see the acquisitions from last week, you know, don't even, you know, don't even equal ninety. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and yeah. then sixth and final on Europa, Europa report for this Friday is yo, how big that Steam Deck? Uh, this is Billy Ooh. Givens over at Gamespot. Kevin, this is another link I'd like you to pull up. Uh, Billy Givens put up an article that just, just says Steam Deck may be larger than you realize. Yeah. One YouTuber compared Valve's new handheld to past devices, and the results are eye opening. And then he's got a bunch of screenshots here from YouTuber uh, Carrie uh, Golom, uh, the Fox. Uh, and you can see it compared to a Vita right there. And that is ginormous compared oh, to bro. a Vita. But I understand none of you bought a Vita, so you don't know what that looks like. So the next one oh. is, let's compare it to a Switch OLED, which is ginormous compared to... Oh, can you go to the Switch OLED? Sorry, while I'm talking about that, Kev. No, no, it should be... Oh, you're in the thread. I'm still in the article. Go back to the article. Okay, there you go. There's the Switch OLED. You see uh, a big system, a big screen on the Switch OLED, dwarfed yeah. by the Steam Deck here. And then, yeah, you can... get to the controllers. <laughs> you can scroll it well if you want, yeah, Kev, because the next one in the article is a Wii U controller, which obviously makes that one look like a toy. That, but then, hold on, I'm sorry. It already looked like a toy because that's how it always <laughs> looks. Stupid-ass piece of goddamn tech. Uh, this is a fun one just to look at and go and marvel at. I cannot wait to hold the Steam Deck. How heavy Man. is this thing, Gabe? Nine pounds. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I was really slow to this one. I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. That thing looks super heavy. And as I kept seeing it, I was like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, shoot. <laughs> that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm like all in. And I want, I want to get what I tried to get on there the day that they, they did the uh, pre-orders and couldn't grab one. But man, oh, man, I, I'm more excited about it now. I mean, I'm a thousand times more excited than when they first announced it. I thought it was going to be a terrible idea. Not a terrible idea, but I didn't know if the implementation was going to be any good. And then part of my brain was like, ah, I'll just wait till the Steam Deck 2. Then it'll be a little bit more, the form function will be a little better. It'll be a little skinnier. 
But man, I might want to be on the front end of this thing because it looks I mean, awesome. You, now you're going to be so stuck back, you'll never get there with pre-orders oh, being all locked up the way there. Exactly, exactly. I hemmed in hot, and then like I was talking to my wife about it, right? Because like I am not a PC gamer, but right. one of the reasons I'm not a PC gamer is the fact that I just this is my workstation. I don't want to sit here and play games at it. Mm-hmm. And so like, how can I complain <laughs> if if I have a handheld that is you know. I, yeah. I obviously ginormous here, but like I love my Switch so much for the exact reasons you were talking about of me. I'll play games in bed or do whatever and blah blah. So mm-hmm. like the next indie sensation or whatever I want to play on it, can I do that? And so absolutely, you know, I pulled the trigger. And- I pre-ordered, and I'm still going to be waiting. I think to whatever I think it's this quarter or next quarter Q2. I forget what I uh, what it is now for me. I'll look mm-hmm. it up while you talk. But like because it comes out I'm this month, I think right at the end of is it end of February? Does the Steam Deck launch? I think that's right, but I I only care about me. <laughs> so I think mean, you know, it's late whenever it is. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. No, I feel you. Yeah, it's one of those things where so the switch, I have really big hands. And so the switch is actually small in my hands. So that was actually one of the things that I was like, okay, well, with this thing being a a, a beast, I was like, maybe this will fit in my hands a little better. And then you you know, I've definitely definitely dropped my phone on my face in bed. So I don't know how this is gonna go, but uh I'm really excited to try it out and get my hands on it because I think it is gonna be better than I had first anticipated. Uh, what's the first game you're playing on it when you get yours? Well, that's the whole thing. Every time I start talking positively about the Steam Deck, you know, the people in the comments, understandably so, are like, well, be careful. You know, you, not everything plays on it. Not everything works well, on yeah. it. The Steam OS mm-hmm. and that thing. It's like, I am buying this very much like I bought the Switch, where it's like, I don't expect to play every game on this thing. I expect yeah. to have a few things that I've missed because they are PC or things I want to go back to and play on a PC uh, and play them that way. So like, I, it is very much like, I, I don't even know. I guess when I bought the Quest, or, or I actually I got the, I got the Quest as a review unit, but it was very much putting it on. Be like, all right, what's on here? What is it? What is there to play? Kind of thing. I'm not like it's not like when I bought the OLED and I was like Animal Crossing. And I was like, I'm kind of tired of Animal Crossing. Metroid yeah, yeah. Dread. All right, fine. This thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah. Is there something you're like I can't wait to play in bed? Oh man. Uh, shoot. With it being so heavy, I was like, I'm probably gonna play this thing on the couch. I don't want to drop it. I'm scared to drop it. But I think by the way, know, we asked, I asked earlier. I, I meant facetiously. I'm a bit facetiously, but nanobiologist is always there with the facts. The Steam Deck weighs 1.47 pounds, uh, over double the weight of the Switch OLED. Because 1.4, you're like, or 1.47, you're like, ah, eh, it's not that bad. But then it's like, it what is it bad. gonna feel like, like this though? And not even this. <laughs> like this <laughs> like how is that gonna feel i don't know that's right that's right it's like doing push-ups the further out you get you're like oh shoot <laughs> and so yeah we'll see how it goes you know i think i'll end up dipping back i think i'll end up dipping yeah. back and play a bunch of games that i you know that i've played before because like you i'm not a huge pc gamer and when i do play something on the pc it's usually a callback it's not something new and so i probably will like reach back and see how it does with by the time i get it how it does with the witcher or something like that you know what sure. i mean and and end up playing that handheld because how dope would that be and i know that's i think it's streaming on on the switch but i don't trust streaming so i haven't tried no, it. no i think stream i think uh witcher's native it's native it, and that was one of the things of it just oh that's right they, up, they upgraded yeah. it that's right yeah. what was i thinking of cyberpunk uh, control of? control streaming control on the streaming yeah. on the switch. um and so yeah i think i'll probably dip back because i never made it to skellige because i got so caught up in playing that doggone card game yep, in witcher yep, 3 yep, yep, and so yep. i'll probably dip back and play something old yeah, for me, it was just in general, I was I was like, I'm not leaving this area until I do every question mark. And then that's why I put 35 hours into Act 1. And I'm like, I got to move on to a different yeah, game. That's how I felt, too. Yeah. I was like, I got to talk about video games, man. I can't just be playing this one all this year. Gabe, I'm excited to see you talk about things you see on the Switch Deck. But, or Steam Deck, fuck, mm. I fucked that up. Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, but the release of the Steam Deck so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shop, where would we go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Shout out to you for knowing and remembering you had to read that part. Because what's great about this, remember, is that you did the last show in February 2020, right? Yeah. Where that was uh, before the pandemic. And so about, what, 10 minutes before this show, you're like, can't wait to do it. Where am I going? And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, Blessing booked you and didn't tell you where to go? You knew nothing coming in. So I'm <laughs> impressed you remember that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, uh, out today, uh, Dying Light 2, Stay Human on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes and PC. Crocs World Construction Kit 2 on Xbox One and PC. Ambition Record, or maybe Record. Ambition Record or Record on all the Xboxes and PC. Mad Glam Road on PS4 and Switch. Frog Ball rerolled on Switch. Math Gym on Switch. <laughs> Million Molly on Switch. Number one crosswords, Sodoku's bundle on Switch. Mm. Alexio, Switch. The Song of Space. The Song Out of Space, Switch. Land of Screens, Switch. Uh, new dates, 
Children's of Morta online co-op is an update that's arriving on February 14th. Uh, yesterday, there was that Ghostwire Tokyo uh, PlayStation State of Play. They confirmed March 25th, 2022 for the release date. And then Genshin Impact version 2.5 update releases on February 16th. Deals of the day for you. Uh, GameSpot reports that Deathloop has seen a few discounts since arriving last year, but Best Buy is currently offering one of the best prices yet. Right now, you can grab Deathloop for PlayStation 5 or PC for just $30. Get that game? It's a great game, Gabe. Oh, I love that game. Oh. I do, too. I do too. <laughs> what was your game of the year last year? Actually, you know what? Don't tell me. We're going to talk about that in the post show. All right? Okay. We're going to talk about your game of the year from last year in the post show. Sounds good. Right now, I'm going to tell you that this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, your final episode of this week. Of course, we'll be back next week. Your hosts look like this. Monday, Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, me and Gary. Wednesday, Blessing and VGC's Jordan Midler. Thursday, Greg and Tim. I should have just said me and Tim, but I'm reading very clearly. And then, hold on, this Friday one doesn't check out, does it? I think I just didn't edit that the right way. No. And then Friday, your hosts are Blessing and, Ari, uh, Blessing and Aaron Ashley Simon. Threw myself off by leaving myself on there as an old document. I got to change that. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games right now, Mike and Andy are going to be playing some Dying Light 2 as part of an NVIDIA stream right after this. If you miss it and you want to catch it later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Uh, we're not done with Gabe yet, of course. Patreon.com slash games for the post show. But Gabe, if people wanted to follow you, where can they keep up? Oh, man, they can go to at MTTGcast. If they want to check out Married to the Games, they can come to at Gabe Patillo uh, on Twitter. I'm over there. I'm on Instagram. I'm actually new to Twitter by myself. It's a struggle, but oh yeah, well because you were doing the podcast, podcast before. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now you like now you're like I don't have to just tweet podcast links. What do I <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, Gabe, you killed it today. Thank you as always, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, patreon.com slash games for a post show with Gabe. Uh, but know that this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. We'll be back next week. But until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you.